Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. Griff Carger said you were coming there. We have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. Hi there, and welcome everybody to another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I am Luke, or Lou the Lunatic, and I am flying out of my basement in London, Ontario with the Ewok Squadron. We have a couple of regulars with us tonight and a special guest. We have Atreides. Uh, Justice here, also Atreides Online, flying out of uh, Beta Springs, Crescent City Corsairs, where it's 24 degrees and freezing for a southerner. All right, we'll yeah, make sure we'll get, you a nice, we'll get you a nice uh, Canadian tuxedo and we'll send it down to you. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we have we have a regular uh, Dave with us. Hey, hey, Dave Roy up here in Ontario, uh, up in London with Luke. It's beautiful here today, snowing, and we don't mind the cold. But it's not near as cold Thanks as our guest place. And uh, last but not least, uh, we have a very special guest, Paul Olson. We're very excited to have you here. I've been following you for a long time. Thanks, guys. Want to tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, what you fly, where you where you come from, where you fly from. Yeah. I am based out. Thank, thank you again for having me on. Uh, truly privileged and honored uh, to be on. Love talking to uh, players interact with a lot, quite a bit online. I think this is the first time I've actually talked <laughs> uh, so. kind of in person. So that's kind of fun. But wait, Lou and I have definitely uh, chatted away for a while now. So that's a lot of fun. I am based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And yes, as uh, Dave alluded to, it is negative 40 degree wind chill today. So that that's that's a little nippy, but uh, I work from home so I can stay inside, which is nice. Um, I've been playing X-Wing for a while uh, since the Jumpmaster came out in 1.0. Um, absolutely fell in love with the game and just kind of stuck around with it because it keeps getting better. 2.0, uh, likewise, once uh, 2.0 hit, kind of turned into more of a swarm player, and that's kind of where... Uh, got my street cred. Uh, yeah, enjoy separatist swarms. Although lately, I've been flying some imperial swarms in in hyperspace that I've really enjoyed. Does that, does that answer all the questions initially? <laughs> yeah, awesome. like oh, I know a lot of streams. Like they, like on the rookie one stream, they have you as a uh, finalist for. Is that the Las Vegas Open? Yeah. Yep. Okay. At LVO, um, I got to the final table, and if you, if some listeners may remember, maybe not my name, but that the uh, final came down to a final salvo. Um, and I had seven dice, my opponent had five and, uh, I ended up losing the final salvo, but it was so epic, such a blast. Zach's a great guy. Um, uh, it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, somehow found myself at top eight at worlds, uh, when the last in-person one, uh, and had like a semi panic attack, no joke. Nice. Uh, a little behind the scenes coming into the top eight game, played against Alex Farley, a guy out of, uh, Arizona and an amazing guy. And it was so much fun playing against him and. Yeah, I got knocked out there, but hey, uh, it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun. I, I cannot wait for in-person events again, although TTS is getting us by. 
Yeah, I, I could only hope to get that far in a tournament. LVO, uh, that was the Fly Better LVO tournament? Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I, I was this close to going. Uh, finances. Finances. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Not, it's not inexpensive to fly out of Canada. No. But yeah, you, you, know... <laughs> you mentioned uh, not being impatient and thirsty for live events. Man, if they do it again next year or whenever we're allowed back outside of our houses, man, yep. I'm going down there for sure. Nice. You know, like it's a funny blast. how many people I've met that was at Worlds, and I was there and like by myself for most of it. Oh, man, no! So like bad. everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we were at Worlds." I'm like, "I should have met y'all then." It's hard to do in in on the day of the tournament. You know, you got your hands yeah. full. You're yeah. thinking a lot. I mean, you you meet the person you're playing, but to actually meet as many people as are there is, is it's really tough. Yeah, a lot of people know you as a finalist at LVO, but I just I just know you as a great X-Wing player. So, oh, well, thanks, man. That's honoring. Thank you. It was actually kind of funny. I was on YouTube, and one of the recommended things that came on today, like half an hour ago, was your game versus XY. Oh, and, that was a fun game. That and was really uh, fun I game. was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I'm talking to him later. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, what do you know? Yeah, so Seriously. I was... Flying Grievous and three Nantex, and I was flying seven droids and Seer. Yeah. And uh, man, that was that was a fun one. That was a fun one uh, to play and list. a fun one to watch too. Yeah, I was yep. I was uh, actually list building with it. I was like, can I still fit Grievous with all that stuff and you two fit... Nantex and four hundred four? And no, you have no, to take. No, but you could um, put a tri fighter. Yeah, but it you can fit everything there. Just take away the one. Um, I four Nantex and put in a Geonosian prototype with sync laser and stabilizers and it fits. But the problem with that, and I mean this is going back way long ago. That was my world's list too, the Grievous with three Nantex. Well, XY's was actually um he had DBS four four in there as well. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. It was it wasn't three Nantex, it was two in the NDBS. Okay. Game. But yeah, I did the three Nantex because I'm kept going against big ships in practice. I'm like, I need to tractor that big ship too. Right. That's why I brought that three. Wish I could still bring the three. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to try something new today. Maybe I can do it with uh, all of our future hosts. Something I want to dub the Wikipedia deep dive. If anybody has any better names, feel free to shout them out. Absolutely. I'm going to have uh, you, Paul, pick any faction. Sure. Uh, separatists, since we've been talking about them. And uh, right. I'm just kind of feeling it right now. <laughs> so in case anybody wants to try this at home, what I'm going to do here is I'm on Yasby. I'm going to the Separatists, and I'm going to hit the Randomize button. The first, and I'm going to pick the first pilot I see if we don't know a lot about them. Uh, the first pilot I see is Watt Tambor. Ooh. What? What? Do you guys know a lot about Watt Tambor? Do we want to research a bit about I know, him? I know we... he's he's Jeffrey Tambor's older brother, I believe. <laughs> Here, let, let's go into the Watt Tambor. He is a techno union. He's part of the techno union. Wookipedia. He's got the cool glasses, I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like think a... he's the guy that we hear talk uh, very briefly in episode two. Who like to, kind of stutters a little bit and he has to adjust his like vocal box has, thing? Yeah, adjust as well. Yeah, he's doing that in the picture I see here. Yep. A male Skakoan. But that that okay, is all I know about him. <laughs> yeah, me too. Slaughtered by Anakin. 
All right. I'm going to post posted a link to the Wikipedia if anybody wants to follow no, along. No, you're slaughtered by Darth Vader. True. All right. All right. So we can kind of go over some brief stuff. I'll, I'll go over the, the beginning here. Watt Tambor was a male Skokoan uh, who was the foreman of the Techno Union executive of Bactoid Armor Workshop. During the Separatist crisis, he pledged that Techno Union resources of the Confederacy Independent Systems, earning himself a seat at the Separatist Council, which is where we see him on Geonosis uh, in episode two. We learned um, that he's kind of a, a big head in the Techno Union. In case where you, you wondered where all of those Techno Union bombers, trade fed, uh, all those different ships in X-Wing come from. So that's cool to know. He supplied, like, his union supplied most of the, like, vulture droids and stuff. And the, uh, battle, um, B1s. All right, Paul, you can thank him for your, um... Yeah, seriously. And, and your tournament success. <laughs> for those that are a fan of the TV shows in the Clone Wars, maybe this is a little bit of a spoiler, but he was also in charge of taking the unconscious Echo and putting him in a stasis chamber so that he could extract information from him. I forgot about this in the show. So that they could get an algorithm to basically turn the tide in the Clone Wars at the end because they were they were just starting they were starting to win battles because they'd understand their strategy and it's because they had echo and were basically extracting information from him and then the bad batch and uh and rex came in to to get him out uh with anakin as well um but that's uh yeah he was he was kind of in charge of that as well that's his other kind of claim to fame he was the one who acquired the uh triple zero personality matrix that was installed in triple zero huh that's fun. That explains why he's so messed up. He, it was in the Doctor Atlas comics. I need to read those comics. And yeah, so he's pretty much responsible for all the Techno Union droids that he gave to Count Dooku for the army. But I, I remember in Season 7, spoilers, he brought the, the Decimator droid. Um, that big Decimator. orb. The big orb that they used to try and chase down um, Echo and the clones and Anakin. Yep. Through the. Oh, was it like a hot air balloon looking? No, it, it was just a, a big orb. It looks like a probe droid without legs, and it just shoots a giant laser through the door to try and get them. And I was thinking, oh, that'd be kind of cool. I'm sure it could work in space. Just bring it to X-wing. That's fine. Hmm. Just like a little probe droid that floats around that does bullseye damage somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't like that. Darth Vader. Yep. <laughs> I don't think anyone that doesn't fly separatists likes that. Uh, so, yeah, he was that... the one that he basically had the mining contract for Musafar. And it was his group that was mining it. Okay, cool. So that was a little fun thing I thought we could try. I think a lot of people kind of know who he is. So maybe next next time we'll get a super random one, but unfortunately, some of the random ones there's not a lot on the Wikipedia pages. But we'll see what happens in a in a couple of weeks. Now, uh, a big subject currently is the uh, top sixty four of the Kyber Cup hosted. Um, a sore subject. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, Atreides and I have a story. <laughs> uh, did you want to uh, tell Shout it? Us up with your story. Well, we'll start with last uh, 
Why, why don't you tell us about how you uh, kind of became part of Rookie One Stream, which kind of goes over the Kyber, um, sure. Kyber results. Yeah, so uh, Rookie One Stream, uh, or Dan uh, is his actual name, who, yeah, kind of is as an extension of Scott's Hexiled Gaming kind of channel, uh, does this like after hours where at, at 10 p.m., uh, typically on a weeknight, he'll be streaming because he's a night owl. And there are a lot of Minnesota guys that are also night owls that play games late in the night with a couple of local leagues for online tournaments. And so that's where he kind of was testing out some of his streaming. Um, he uh, and I are in the same Discord server for this uh, tournament, this local tournament. And so he reached out to myself and Andy uh, after we had done pretty well in, in some tournaments earlier and was like, hey, do you want to just be an expert commentary for these matches uh, just so I can test out bringing on some other people too? Um, so we did that. And uh, yeah, we just kind of started doing it more and more. Um, and that turned into then uh, him inviting us on for expert commentary. Um, I say expert in quotes for um, the uh, Kyber series predicting matches like the actual event itself. Um, I scrubbed out early. I, I was testing out some lists that didn't do as well, but that's fine. And, uh, but that meant I had more time to actually analyze the field. Um, and I like when I'm in something like I throw myself into it. So every single, when we're doing, when we're doing like the picks for those of you that have tuned in and, and watch those, and he's usually flying by the seat of his pants and I've done like deep detailed analysis of each match. I have notes. I have like lists, uh, written out, uh, brackets, like upon brackets, um, I just really enjoy it. I was always a big fan of March Madness. And so this is kind of like combining X-Wing and that world together. And I love it. Uh, so that's kind of the 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 novel, I guess, <laughs> or story of how um, yeah, I got connected with Dan. And um, yeah, I hope he continues on. And man, it's it's a privilege to be a part of it. He, he does good stuff. And he does a lot of work for those slides to make sure that they're all um, showing up in a way that is easy to read um, and and presents information clearly. Uh, that's all him. So got to give props where they're due. I'm a big fan of it, personally. Uh, like, I'm not going to lie, the first time I tuned in was when he did the foreign ones, because I didn't really know it was a thing. Sure. Until then, I kind of popped in. And was like, oh, this is cool. And then he went over uh, Atreides and IR lists, and, I was, and they were like, it's Lunatic. Oh, I'm so excited to look at this. And I was like, <laughs> wait. And then I looked at the description. I'm like, "Oh, it's Paul." <laughs> I didn't well, realize that it was you at first. We we chatted quite a bit, and I was like, "Yes, it's Lou. I get to talk about his list." Um, and a and I was familiar with the tradies as well, but was like, "Yeah, I I know Lou. We've connected on Swarm specifically uh, around Separatists, and been excited about that." And the we've talked about uh, Separatists as well. You keep, you love those Nantex, and man, that's it's hard. <laughs> make it hard to love you. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> So uh, we can we can talk a bit about this matchup because it's a it's a hex versus hex it's a um, forest moon versus forest moon. Atreides and I got matched in the in the round six of Kyber. In four one bracket, whoever won was going on to top sixty four and lost. What we might have if it was closer, but if you lose, you're playing fate with God. So you, we needed to win. Uh, yeah, if, um, four, two, I meant one, well, no, four, one, right? Yeah. We were both yeah. four, one. So one of us had to win. Yeah. Un unfortunately, it, it turns out that, uh, my list, which is five HMP gunships is the fire spray killer. Yeah. It's yeah. a hard counter. 
because fire sprays do not like to be in arcs. They like to boost and dodge, but these things, their arcs they are like to not be in five arcs at once. Yes. <laughs> With Holy mind. Take um, the fire sprays were not flown by Boba Fett then. Even if it was flown by Boba, Boba would have melted. But no, I was flying my Django's okay. Let We can, t- I mean, okay. So, I did not want that matchup. I'm like, I can deal with a lot. I don't want Luke. Because um, <laughs> we practiced against one another, and, like, I knew your list. Knowing your list helped me beat another list in another tournament where I had to fly against four HMPs. But I was like, oh, that's not the matchup I wanted. And so I spent almost the entire, d- like, day when I should have been teaching, you know, but on my own time, spent the time just thinking, how do I beat this? And I came up with a plan. Oh, Problem boy. was, I can't wait to hear this plan. <laughs> well, it's not a plan that I like. It's not a plan I would fly, and I hate people who fly like this. Don't engage. <laughs> my plan was bait, don't engage until time goes out, kill one. Or even half one. Yeah. Just don't engage. Make you come to me. I know how you fly them. Make you come to me. And then I started the plan, and then I'm like, I can't do this. And so part of my plan went to the left with Zam, and the other part of my plan went to the right with Django. Yeah, Django got caught in a corner. And then... Because that wasn't... I chickened out of my plan. Oh, I, just I, know, I know how cagey um, Fire Spray is going to be. I, I played Connor... Connor Holmes with his um, Boba Iman just running away, dropping bombs, reloading, running away, dropping bombs, reloading. And I almost got him with my droid swarm, and I th- believe that was great. But And it's aggravating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's not why we play the game. No, you play the game to have five 180 arcs that nobody can dodge. <laughs> well, okay, but... No. The list does have your. I mean, I love your list. I flew HMPs too. Love them, and I love the list. I. It was a bad matchup, and then as Paul was saying before, my dice didn't give me any benefits either. So it, it was quick. <laughs> it was very quick. I am full on cheering for Lou to win it. Yep. So we'll be online on Maui's stream tomorrow. Tomorrow night, we're going to do, like, a quick practice game. I'm just trying to... I need to figure out a new strategy with my HMPs. Because dealing with all of uh, the lists I'm facing has Tarani. I need to kind of figure out a new strategy to um, spread my HMPs out. and not I have some thoughts have for to, you. Not have to deal with that bullseye. Um, but we'll talk about that more tomorrow. I mean, it's like, have y'all seen The Queen's Gambit? Such a good show. Great show. There's a scene in The Queen's Gambit where um, Benny, played by Tavson, Lieutenant Tavson. No, Petty Officer Theanson. That's who he plays. Well, so Benny's like, the problem with American players is we're selfish. And the Russians, they get together. And you see a scene where... She looks in, and these Russians are standing over the board. Yep. And so, you know, we can be like the Russians, Lou. <laughs> we can be like the Russians. <laughs> we can be like the Russians. I, I never thought I'd hear an American say that. 
ta- we're talking about X-Wing NSA. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, NSA is all over my uh, thesis. <laughs> all right. So that game didn't turn out so well for Atreides, but and now I ended up in the top 64. Um, I I tuned in to the um, top 64 cut cast for Rookie 1. And then as soon there's four brackets. I got through the peace bracket, and then there's another bracket, and then there's the elemental bracket. Peace and justice, power control, elemental, and then protection and defense. And you're in you're in protection and defense, which is the last one we covered. So I'm impressed yeah. you made so it that far. As soon as <laughs> the, I didn't make it that far. As soon as elementals ended, I fell asleep. And then I woke up at the end when you were going over everything else. And I was like, no, I was going to spam stickers. <laughs> Uh, I, I assume you listened to it and, and heard my analysis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've listened okay, to it a few times now. Good. Um, but yeah, my my uh, main concern is that bullseye ability on Tarani. I'm not too concerned about the false transponder codes because my target locks can get rid of it uh, from the probe so droids. You, you uh, just got to take it sometimes. You just, you're going to want to just take it. Tarani will mount. What does take the tracer? You mean? No, take the uh, bullseye. That one damage from Tarani, or get rid of a green token. You have enough. Well, my problem is that the way that my um, squad usually is formed, he might get a bullseye on two or three. But if I if I block with a couple and side slip with the other ones, that shouldn't be that much of an issue. Obviously, it's it's really easy to plan in your head, but the execution uh-huh. it's the uh, <laughs> it's really the rock, easy to plan. The rocks and wherever wherever the engagement happens. That's uh, that's another story. And aside, and not something that we've necessarily talked about with rookie yet, but it is fascinating to me about this tournament is that players know and can prepare for whatever list they're going to be facing and even get practice against other lists that they're going to see on the other side of the bracket. Whereas a bigger tournament like worlds or even uh, yeah, a system open or something. I mean, maybe you can get a, a glance at what you're going to face the next day in the cut um, if you're lucky. But at that point, you're so dead tired. You just want to sleep and recoup and then come back the next day. Like it's, it's really hard to come up with like a concisive game plan that you've like really practiced for and are mentally fresh for coming into it. And uh, yeah, I, d- I mean, this type of tournament allows that type of player who's able to do that well, excel. Um, and so I'm excited to see what happens. I know for me, that's a challenge. I, I kind of bank on the fact that my uh, opponents are going to come up against eight ships late in the day and are like, oh, geez, I don't want to bother with this. And <laughs> just kind of mentally check out. <laughs> that was my plan at Worlds. Look at the, at the end of the, the... the Nantex. It's like, oh, man, I'm too tired. Yeah, I'm wondering for the next in-person, if I just bring five HMPs, like... People aren't really prepared for that. But in a tournament setting like this, you're right. Like they can practice against it. They can it's, be like uh, the Russians. That yeah. <laughs> they can be Russians. Um so that's what happened to me in the Jank Tank is my opponent told me in the second uh I got to the second round and they told me that they practiced it with their friends, uh I guess with their friends like a few times and they knew exactly who to take out first and yada yada yada. Yeah. Um so but I, I do prefer these weekly tournaments right now just because I don't really have time for a full day thing, yeah. which is mm-hmm. great, especially if I can schedule it for it at night. Um, but I, I won't be able to getting 
my top 64 game until Saturday, so I this is suspense is already getting to me what's going to happen. But I'm really happy I made it this far, and uh, everyone is for Atreides. <laughs> I mean, I'm really happy you made it this far. MC Man. And, I mean, again, no pressure, but I have you winning this one and the next one. So, don't mess it up. And hey, I'll give you the, uh, Ollie beat me on the day two of Worlds, and he went on to win it, so. There you go. Ah, no pressure. No, I, I did my own fake bracket where Funwalk and I are in the on final table. <laughs> Funwalk's going to have... And, uh, yeah, he his bracket is full of... Um, Lots of it's Empire spam. I think he'll win his first game pretty easily, but after that, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. I mean, you can only get so far with I1 X-Wings, even if they have EB Astromech. Um, if you're, it's a neat trick. If you're outnumbered, outgunned with control pieces like the six bombers, it's it's tough. I don't. I don't want to face that. I want other people to deal with it first. On the other side of the bracket from you, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I on there. I'm hoping Ollie and I get top sixteen. Uh, I've been talking to Whisper Echo. I'm hoping for top eight with him. He's the other HMP list. <laughs> so it's really hopeful thinking that two HMP lists are going to make top eight. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's. Kind of what's happening with the Kyber Cup, uh, our um, Kyber Cup. I know we haven't really been talking about it on the cast, but Trades and I were in it. We're really excited. I'm really excited to have made a cut in in such a large tournament. It's it's been really. And that's another thing. It's a huge tournament. Yep, it's the biggest TTS tournament uh, that's ever been thrown. So Gold Squadrons had a larger, technically, like across. They're all, all of the like galaxies, but at the same time, those galaxy tournaments had a lot of overlap of players. So yeah, I'd be interested. I think unique players, this is up there. The only one that's been that has beaten it was a vassal tournament, and it was the jank tank there. Um, I know Scott was really hoping to eclipse it, but uh, I think he will next time because there's been a lot of uh hype around this one. And I know a lot of players are like, oh shoot, I missed the sign up that are, that want to sign up again uh for the next one he does. And you know. If you look at the people who didn't make the cut, that's a lot of good players. Yeah, I'm one of them. I didn't make the cut. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a good player, but I, I, I'm a player who did not make it. Finalist at LVO. I'm not even... I mean, the monster that we always have to worry about is Timo Rob, and he didn't make it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a true. big one. Uh, there, there are some big names like uh, Smikey's or Cody Wood. He didn't make it. Like, there, there's some really good players. And I, I know Thanks to even <laughs> Atreides didn't make it. Uh, it's it's a shame. But yeah, people might look, oh, you may, even if I lose this Saturday, oh, you only made top 64 big whoop, but it's 412 players. That's crazy to me. That is a big whoop. <laughs> I mean, Timo, Catch, just going down the names, Paul, Vecna. Don't forget Atreides. No one can. <laughs> All right. Um, I I wanted to kind of go on this real quick. I I know Paul, you you have a great singing voice. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and you've yeah. you've made some um, 
I'm not I'm not going to play them now, but you've made Thank some you. really great X-Wing related song. And I just wanted to give you a shout out for that. I really enjoy them. Uh, one, one of Thank those, um, my my wife was scrolling through Facebook and she saw something tagged from me or whatever. And it, it had to do with your songs. And we actually had your songs playing in the car while we were driving. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, you're right. So, so you're you're the first one to actually uh talk to me about those believe it or not in any type of public setting <laughs> like they've just been <laughs> i'm not um, afraid i think they're no amazing. it's good they, it was they've they were fun i don't know what inspired it I'm, I'm a big fan of like i did a lot of musical theater in high school and college um and i am a huge fan of hamilton and specifically uh that particular cover that i did uh, of you'll be back um and uh, yeah, when the pandemic hit, like I, I was just, I was jamming out to Hamilton and all of a sudden, like it just hit, I was like, we'll be back. I got, I got to make a parody song of this. And so the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. Uh, if you <laughs> wouldn't mind sending me um, a link so this I can find it easily, I can put it in the, in the podcast description so people know what I'm talking about. Kind of sure, get it out there a bit more. Um, but they they are great. I, I enjoy them very much. Well, I'm glad that an artist always appreciates their uh, <laughs> their work is liked. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself an artist though, but thank you. No worries. Um, there was some uh, big news today. It was uh, FMG the article dropped an article. Uh, I haven't really taken a, a huge look at it yet, but um, I yeah. have. You ha- okay. Um, well, that's because, I mean, I'm iced in. Have you taken a quick look at it yet, Dave? Oh, yeah. There's oh, some yeah? nice stuff in there. Uh, Dave, why don't you tell us what you're most excited about? We can kind of go... second image. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Why don't, yeah. If we we kind of go over what we are each excited about, then we can kind of go over the article after. Well, in the article, they've got the card images, and if you go to card number two... Vectored cannons RZ1. It seems to be like a configuration for the RZ1 A Wing, and it will give it an ability a lot, uh, a lot closer to the. Here, I'll just read it. Vectored cannons RZ1 gain a turret indicator. Treat the arc requirement of your primary attack arc as a turreted arc. Replace your vectored thrusters ship ability with the following: vectored cannons. During the system phase, you may perform a red boost or red rotate action. You can rotate your turret indicator only to your front or rear arc. Cool. Let's get some more Rebel A-Wings playing. And there's new pilots coming, so yeah, this card... The way these work is um, in the system phase, though, right? Yes, that's why. Uh, System phase. Vector cannons is during the system phase. Oh, how does how does the resistance A wing work? Anytime. That is after you do an action. After you do uh, any action, you can rotate or. Um... So with this, you can do it in your systems. Do a blue clear, and then take your action. While in resistance, you would do an action, do the vectored, uh, whatever on the RZ twos, and then get the stress. They seem to be doing more of the system phase decision process. So if you look at the ETAs, for example, I agree. and I actually really like it. 
it does a couple things. One, it makes a, an ace a potential blocker for a swarm um, by being able to boost in the system phase to get off some blocks. Uh, and then also kind of conversely tips your hand a little bit to the uh, swarm player what your options are. So um, I just I, I think this is a really interesting concept that they're exploring. Again, they did it with ETAs. They're doing it now with the A-Wings. And we haven't talked about this yet either, but the configuration for uh, the Interceptor as well. Under controls, yep. Um, which I'm really excited to test out as a Swarm player. Yeah, because it, it, makes, it makes your Swarm a lot less predictable as far as the places that you can be. Yeah, I'm... I'm just a little concerned on pricing for all these new um, standardized configurations because this I is standardized, think, right? Yes, and I to be honest, I think that they could. I, I would look at the every single configuration they have here. There's a downside to every single one. Mm -hmm. um, I would not mind it being free, uh, and say, you know what? How do you want to kit out your squad? Uh, I would agree with that. Like, I wouldn't mind the vector cans or the um sensitive controls being free either. Yeah, if they drop this and make it free, I really hope that they do a points update and make independent calculations free as well. Yeah, I agree. That has a major downside and it yes. is expensive. Yep. Yeah, like, to take a stress for a second calculate, I I mean, I've never even considered that configuration because of that. And I mean, even the, the TIE Offender Elite or the TIE D, uh, which is the double tap, um, I mean, very, very powerful. We saw a lot of that in 1.0, but reducing that or increasing rather the difficulty of that K-turn, now all of a sudden it doesn't have a white K-turn anymore. The defender is neutered in a big way. Um, still so has an excellent dial though. It does. And <laughs> don't get me wrong, the dial's great. They're still hard to kill, but their time on target is a lot less good without that um, white 4K because you're not getting that evade anymore. Um, you're going to be stressed. And yes, the dial's very good, but I think that I, I don't know. We'll we'll see, but uh, at least my hot take is that make them all free. Let let's let's do it. No, make the sensitive controls and the A wing free. Let's not make the defender elite free. <laughs> Fair enough. I still have 1.0 nightmares about defenders whenever I see one on the table. Yep, um, they were hard to pin down. So, how about Hera for the? Uh, in the A wing, we saw her in the B wing. Same ability too. Yeah, we'll I, we'll insert crowd noise here. This is going to be awesome. I think Hera yeah. in the A wing is so much better than the B wing Hera. I think that they're both good. Um, obviously, the A wing is a lot more maneuverable, and it's great because it's I six. And the fact that it works while your friendlies are performing attacks or, or defending, like while, like you can only give it to them. If they need it, it's amazing. Hera Hera with Jake. Uh, I, I'm I'm yeah. thinking that um, Benthic Tutus might see a lot more play just to make sure that Hera always has that focus. That might be a good one. Kyle Katarn would be a good one as well. Wait, but I, I've seen a lot the of lists Hulk? only. Uh, yeah, the Hawk. They have more than just Jane and the Hawk. Yeah. Rebels. I had I had to face one in Kyber. It was kind of scary because it. Also had Jin, so Kyle was and Benthic were passing off focus tokens that could also be evades, and there was a Garvin. Oh, okay. And, and it's like, how do I push through this damage? And it's like, oh, I have five shots, so that's how I do it. So I I, I squeaked that one out, but 
those four ship rebels that could just stack on those evade tokens. You put Jin in a squad, and all of a sudden, Hera is giving you an evade, even if she took a focus action. Um, That's going to be so good. Interaction is going to be a bit tricky because, oh, I guess, I guess it doesn't require you to have focus results on your dice to take it. So you could just take it, gain an evade, and use the evade. Yep. So that, okay. This is mind-blowing. Good. <laughs> like, super good. So usually I get yelled at when I make those I think things. it's a really good support ability. At the end of the day, though, it's an A-wing that if you're shooting at her, like, her ability is going to be null and void, right? Um, and so the key is, what do you bring along that is going to be something that you want to shoot at more, potentially, <laughs> and not uh, just burn down Hera right away? Um, because uh, Hera and the ghost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hera and Han Solo. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's an I-6 pocket ace, right? Don't get me wrong. You, you slap Predator on that, uh, even crack shot. Um, I mean, you can, you can do some work. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean... I, I think it's an ability that can, as you guys just talked about, can be very strong in a, in a support capacity. So it needs to be pricey enough that like it's worth it. But at the same time, if she's being shot at and never using that ability once in a game, it's like, well, was she too expensive? I don't know. So I, I'm you curious to see how those points shake out. You can't price Hera more than any other resistance A-wings. Hera needs to be cheaper than all the other resistance, a the resistance A-wings. I mean, I-6... She could be around the forty point range. I say in the third, like ZZ. ZZ's forty one. Okay. Um, I say yeah, she's. I, I'm I'm terrified now that Fat Han is going to become a lot more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, or just a semi Fat Han, just the trick shot Kanan. R2-D2 and fit Hera and Jake in there. Or Hera and Wedge. Or Hera... Uh, Trip I-6s. Yeah, because Han oh, doesn't need to take the oh, wow. uh, focus for his um, action if Hera's there to... Oh, you need the focus after your third reroll? Here you go. I don't think the playtesting will let that fit with great upgrades. I mean, Jake, Han, and Wedge is already a thing, and... All of them. I mean, we looked at a couple lists even the other night in Kyber. Uh, that there's there's a lot to them. Um, one of them had wedge with afterburners, and that's seven points right there. So I can't imagine that Harris seven points more than Jake, but maybe. I love that Carl Carl's list so much with the the Ezra and Maul and Zeb and intimidation on Han. Uh, it's I love it. Yeah, it's I really fun. want that to go. He's a Minnesota local too. To I'm like, come on, man, you can do it. I believe so. How about that uh, fake out, the fake they gave us? Here's a card for epic play. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll show you the other one later. It doesn't say only epic, though. The, so the Blade Wing prototype that they showed yeah. is epic only. How do you know? It has a little, a little diamond symbol, symbol on it. Which oh, I had to what ask that what yep. that was. Okay, I just asked. Yeah, I, I didn't know either. But in the article, it says, while this upgrade is intended for epic play, the expansion also includes a version of the title designed for standard play. 
But in so Epic play, I, that Rebel A-Wing or that Rebel B-Wing is just going to destroy capital ships. Oh, my yes. word. That's what it's supposed to do, though, right? For sure it is. Yep. That's what it did in the show. But I very much yeah. doubt there will be a range four gun in extended. So I'm no. sure it'll be uh, shrunk down a bit to not be so rude. You I think mean, there'll just... be a range four gun? Oh, he no. said no. No, I'm saying um, it's going to be toned down a bit for the extended version. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Range but I do. Four guns better not be a thing. It better not be the only ship in extended that fires a four die gun <laughs> or a, a range four gun. That'd be. Uh, no, thank you. Um, so let's get to the Imperials real fast, just to touch. Uh, sure. We did yeah, the Defender I, Elite. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to that viewing. It's so nice. I already painted one like it, but this one looks really nice. Yeah, I want you. I don't know a lot about Imperials, so you guys can kind of. Well, just let's just. I mean, we can just touch on them a bit because we don't know much, but that tie Defender Elite title says decrease the difficulty of your turns, the hard turn maneuvers, increase the difficulty of your Choreogren. K-turn maneuvers. Replace your full throttle ship ability with the following. Advanced fire control. After you perform a cannon or missile attack, if you have a lock on the defender, you may perform a bonus primary attack against the defender. Tie defender double taps are back. Yep. Uh, boy. They're not going to get that free evade anymore. Well, but so the, in 1.0 they didn't either. either. It, true, but there were less ship counts. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the way you punch through damage on defenders is shoot at them a lot. Make them roll a lot of device, dice. They'll eventually blank out. <laughs> um, and I understand they need to be careful with defenders. I don't think they should ever get a point where you can have three of them. But um, that being said, defenders aren't, like, dominating the extended meta right now. And I think it's because, well, they get you into cut, probably, but they're not going to win a tournament because their dice will eventually crap out on you. Yeah, uh, yeah. but you can you can say that on anything that your dice will. I mean, I had a game where I was negative sixteen once. So, but no, I, I don't know. The taking away the K turn is a big thing. Their time on targets a lot less now. Yes, to get all the mods. I think Vessery, uh, who acquires a target lock when attacking, if uh, the enemy already has a target lock on you, is going to be a thing. And the TIE Defender, he was, I mean, he was the TIE Defender pilot uh, in 1.0, and I think he will be in 2.0 as well. Um, So expect him to get looked at again, because now all of a sudden he's going to get those extra full attacks. Yeah. Uh, Slap an auto blaster cannon on him, or even an ion cannon. I was was thinking, shoot tractor first. Tractor and then primary. Boom. No, that's a thing. Uh, but Countess Ryan. So what if now? Oh, the K turns are. The K turns are white now. Yes, her K turns are white. Uh, right. But then your K turn gets increased again. It'll be interesting to see how they judge that. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. you're, you're turning a straight maneuver into a K turn. So and then the I, K and then the, the card says be increased. Yeah. Huh. 
I think. I don't know if they'll do that. But... No, that's a... I mean, obviously, they'll probably go over it, whether or not it uh, directly interacts. They'll have with... to have a ruling one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the i5 pilot that they released? Volts? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we can. Was that one that we didn't know already? We knew he was, but we didn't know his ability. We you... saw... Yes, sorry. I mean, this is a new card. I couldn't remember which card was uh, revealed last time. They showed Gideon's, but this is... So we knew right, that was right, the right. pilot. Why don't we kind of go over how this works? Uh, do you kind of have an understanding of it, Paul? So, so his ability reads, as an action, gain one strain token to recover one charge. Uh, and on his card itself, it has one charge, and at least the picture has an arrow that points down, which means that the charge goes away at the end of each round, it's a decreasing charge and an increasing charge. So you're going to start with zero and have to gain it back. So the only way to recover that charge is to actually take an action to gain a strain and the charge back. Well, why would you want to do that, you ask? Well, because it says before you engage, you may spend one charge to perform an action. Now, these, it's, it's when you engage, so it's when you're shooting. Um, and the only corner case that I have been able to figure out with this particular card, and I'm it, correct me if I'm wrong out there, but uh, is if you have matched initiative with another I-5 pilot that moves after you, but you get to shoot first, you could do that as an action so that you could barrel or boost out of arc, I guess. But that's about it as far as what I can see being good right. with this thing. It's like, a, it's like a passive sensors, right? Kind Except of? Any like action. you're gaining a strain? So advanced sensors, Vault Scares... Does advanced sensors say on the, your action bar? Sure. Well, let's let me see. I don't think so. I think advanced sensors just take any action. Um, you can't do that with passive sensors because passive sensor says this. Uh, yes, it's not an action; it can be coordinated. Um, so advanced yeah. sensors. See, after see, you're sure. dial, you may perform one action. So okay, yeah, and then and, and then you, you, get your you don't get your evade. By taking the blue, but yeah, you're not getting your evade then yeah. either. And so, like, I guess you'd want to slap on the new configuration on this one because you're not going to uh, get the evade anyway with full throttle. But I, it just seems like a lot of work for not much payoff. Yeah, like I, I would take him because he's an I five defender. Like that's that's. I think, I think he'll be a little bit cheaper, but it's just not an ability that you use every turn. It's just when you know you're not getting a shot, you know when to take that focus or target lock. Sure. I, I would not be surprised if he is the cheapest TIE Defender pilot. I do like his title. Yeah, just a TIE Defender that's strange. And an ace. Obvi like, there might be something broken here that I just don't see. Bef the, the thing is, before you engage, that's the weird thing to me. Yeah, so until you engage, all you have is that of A token. And right. a strain on you. And it's like... So before, so in the timing window is what is throwing me off. Because let's say that you're moving after an entire swarm. Why would you ever take that action before you engage? Like, why wouldn't you just take the action normally? Right? Like, if you're going to be shooting first anyway. And if you have people moving after you, well, you're not getting that action until you engage anyway. So, like, you could potentially be taking a lot of damage before you're choosing what to do. So maybe it combos well with another card that's out there, but like that strain specifically kind of counteracts the evade action that you're gaining from full throttle. So I don't know. Um, maybe yeah, even sensors, if the action but... was just recover one charge, it's still a 
a little confusing, even if that string wasn't in there. Uh, I mean, if, if that string wasn't in there, it'd be great to combat like I6 meta, but um, right now I don't really see a big use for it. I think that you're right. It might be. I mean, Maybe. it's a defender. <laughs> that that yeah. enough should be great. Um, and especially if he's cheap, which I expect him to be. But um, my, what I'm more interested in is they've said that there are five TIE Defender pilots that they're releasing in this pack. Now, I expect two of those to be the generics, probably the I1 and I4. But then there are three named ones, if that's the case. And we've seen one of them. And I know of a particular pilot who flew a TIE Defender in the Thrawn series. Please, no. Who that? <laughs> Darth Who that? Vader himself. Please oh, no, FFG. No. <laughs> Please no. But I mean, okay. Here's Darth my one Vader, never heard of him. What they could do, they haven't done this before, but what they could do is say, okay, here's a pilot that is epic only. Or home game only. Like just slap that little decal on him and now everything's better. I don't have to cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> so and I've been saying this for a while. So since AMG took over, AMG is awesome with their organized play for Marvel Crisis Protocol with their ultimate encounters. Do a oh. Vader, do a Vader ultimate encounter and a defender sold. Yep, just don't don't let him into extended sold. Okay, so use it for the Vader down. Well, so Vader down is going to be for Legion, but do something like yeah, Vader Legion. down for. X-Wing, just put Vader in a defender, say, two players can take 200 points and fly against this one defender here. Yep, and he gets supernatural reflexes and all the things. That could be really fun, because I know Magic Gathering had a mode like that, where you're all fighting against this one um, deck, and you all have your own deck trying to fight it, but this is just a a Darth Vader and a defender. Oh, God. And and also, that was the the Vader down scenario was proposed by AMG. This is still yeah. FFG stuff. I don't know that they would even have thought of that. Like True. They, they made this, you know, months ago, right? True. And we might not see any AMG actual thoughts or material until next year. If, um, if is there no still... video game characters or some other? Can they just make one up? And FFGs was great with making up their own because of their um, role-playing series. We haven't seen Merrick Steele yet in a Defender, and we did in 1.0, so that's a pilot they could tap what into. About, what about Suntir Fell in a Defender? Oh. I'm just making stuff up. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> he has, okay. In canon, we haven't seen him in one. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't do it. So, um, yeah. I-6 Defender, it sounds great. Let's do it. So we know because of the Asmodi uh, page, their purchasing page, that Vault Scarus is also going to be in an interceptor. So we see Hera in an A wing and B wing, same ability. Vault Scarus, same ability in an interceptor. Any better or worse? Uh, getting a strain on an interceptor is just super, no. super bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the yeah, high five, like interesting, choice. but yeah. I know now you're, now, now you're forcing them to put uh, Wedge's same ability on the A-Wing too, though, right? Like, I, 
Not I don't necessarily. think it's a different. No, I, I didn't think they were, but if we're going to keep putting the same ability on the same pilot in different ships, then why wouldn't we keep doing that? I mean, Hera had a different ability for her other couple ships, and now in this pack, she has the same ability for both. So I'm assuming because it's the same pack that it's coming out in, that Valskars is going to have the same for both. Right. Um, like Hera did. But yeah, it's. Um, like it always and scum. Uh, I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway that I'm getting from these two packs, though, is we have now seen three Initiative Six pilots that are being released: Hera in the B wing, Hera in the A wing, and then Sienna Ray, uh, Ray uh, in the Interceptor. Um, and now you can fit triple. You could already do it in Scum, kind of triple I six. Um, but now you definitely can for Rebels, most likely, I mean, points pending. Um, and I would imagine that you could for Imperials too with Sienna, Vader, and Suntir, um, which means that bids are going to get bigger. Yep. So we're coming back into the bid where, which as a Swarm player excites me because that means you're taking less to the table yes. and I'm taking more. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Can I, can yeah, a Boba so Fett you... player take less to the table? I mean, Boba Fett already has a bid. Like you're, you're basically choosing not to have a ship on the table. Yeah. But Boba, <laughs> Boba's a lot less good now because of missing Maul. Yeah, Boba. So, yeah. <laughs> now, Fen Guri is a thing uh, that a couple players are doing. But again, they're basically just dropping a ship. They're, they're saying, "I'm, I am losing a ship so that I can go all the places." But that's not three I sixes, and Guri's going to be very sad when getting up against three uh, I sixes. Yep. You don't think they'll include one more I six in the scum pack then? For what? They already have wing or why wing and our hawk? I mean, they could. Uh, I don't know how great it'd be. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the hawk. I don't know. (laughs) I think they're just throwing scum a bone here, just for more pilots in general. I think a lot of um, like scum is already filled out pretty well. Yeah, Um, we're just they had to include. They had to say some force pilots, which we're getting here. Yeah, they had to include ships that the rebels could take too. We don't have a model yet for the hawk at all, um, and I assume they're going to be taking the mo- they're going to be including the moldy crow title uh, in this pack as well. Oh, and if oh, you're I a new so. player, if you're a new player uh, and a rebel player, uh, unless you had an old model and bought a conversion kit, you had no way to get a model and or moldy crow. Uh, I hadn't thought of that uh, title. Um, so this is one way to do that. And I actually, I don't think it came in the scum conversion. It only no. came in the rebel conversion. Pack. It only came in rebel. So like, this is a way to not only get you that ship if you're a rebel player, but also um, some cards that you can use and same for scum. And I think that they wanted to include another ship chassis that the rebels could use, that being the Y-Wing. So that that's my theory as to why they did that. But I agree oh. that scum is the most underwhelming. <laughs> um, even the, like, the spoilers, it's cutthroat tactics. It's fine. It's it seems like a really fun game to play in like home game, you know? <laughs> like I just so in case after another friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has a cutthroat upgrade, you may remove one of your orange or red tokens or recover one non-recurring charge on your ship card or one of your equip upgrade cards. Seems like I don't know what they were. I don't know why they thought they needed to make it. If you spam this, it's not terrible. Especially if you put on... <laughs> the, sorry? 
Tell. Yeah, I mean, or <laughs> like contraband cybernetics on a ship, or uh, the uh, new jamming card. I'm forgetting the name of it. False uh, transponder codes. Yeah, false transponder codes. So you have like a swarm of these that all have false transponder codes to come in and just jam something. And as soon as one of your ships die, everybody gets the jamming ability back again. The target lock, like that seems good. And it and uh, like if this is spammed out, this is not just like one ship can do it. Everybody who's got this EPT can do it. So that seems good. But anytime you have to use an ability where something's getting destroyed, you better be able to spam it out a lot to make it worth it. So one thing with that um, is the tell. And that's going to be, so if you have it on tell, so if you, if tell anybody doesn't know, if you get all of the damage on tell, tell's ability is you flip the charge, you place yourself in reserve, discard all your damage cards, deal out five more damage cards, and next turn, spawn them back in. So you could, in theory, be destroyed, then have another ship destroyed, cutthroat tactics, and just get <laughs> yeah, that's, health. That's a good, that's an interesting corner case. Yep. <laughs> um, you could put, depending on the point cost, Black Sun Ace, 38 points has a talent slot. So load that up with false transponder codes as well. I mean, it can't be more than like one or two points. So can't that's more than one like, point. I, I'm thinking one point, like heroic spam kind of thing. Um, or um, it, it feels a little bit, a little bit like the Republic uh, unique card. What is, is it? Dedicated or yeah, yeah. So you could do four of them with transponder codes and that and other things on them too. It finally gives a way for Skurgs to re uh, recover bombs. Yeah. Oh, yeah Ooh, I didn't think this, of could, that. this could actually recover proximity mines too. Yep. But it or cluster bombs. But uh, proximity mines and um, Connernets. It specifically they, says this cannot be recovered. Cannot be reloaded or recovered. It says this this charge cannot be recovered. Oh. Well okay. then, never mind. They future proofed it. So if I'm looking charge cannot be recovered. Right they future proofed that. They did indeed. Good job, FFP, I guess. Wow. <laughs> Out of all the things they could have, proximity mines they future proofed. Uh, and cluster mines. Yeah. I was cluster mines I was really hoping to be able to get another charge back like at some point, but nope, it's one forever. So how about Tierfon Belly Run? And it's going to take all this, the force of me not to call it Belly Rub. This is exciting. <laughs> I'm already calling it a Belly Rub. It, 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 it looks exciting. So it's a Y-Wing only talent. And exciting? That, oh yeah, I think it looks great. I mean, I, mean, I try not to hit asteroids, but... Uh, I wouldn't even worry about that part. It, it's the second part that's really exciting. So the first part says you can perform special attacks even at range zero of asteroids. But um, the next line is, while you defend, if you're a range zero of an obstacle, attack dice cannot be re-rolled. So you're just... You're a Y-wing, you don't care. You're just running over debris or gas, gas clouds. clouds, and your opponent just can't re-roll their dice. It's, yeah, don't bring asteroids. Uh, I don't Just know. bring that the other things seem, you can shoot. It doesn't seem that great. It's I mean, great against my the list. Prob- the only problem is you're not 
you are, yes, that's true, but you are losing an action by doing that in whatever capacity that you use that, right? So um, yes, like those are being able to perform attacks and maybe you can give yourself an extra agility, similar to how struts work, like that's great. But your defender, the defender's then gonna get an extra agility because it's not struts, because struts is ridiculous and amazing. Uh, but then, and defending, yes, your opponent can't reroll dice, like that seems very good. But to do all of that, you're trading an action and potentially taking a damage if it's an asteroid. I don't know if like a lot that's it is. It's a lot of work for a little payoff. Yeah. I'm thinking if it's cheap enough and it's nearing the end of the game and you got a gas cloud over there and you know if they get half points on your Y Wing, then you lose. You hop on there and then they just can't do much. Sure. Uh, I guess so it's great. kind of uh Yeah, maybe. Now, second question What Y Wings are you bringing? Yeah. <laughs> Well, what uh, it's a so. Republic lo- loves to spam Y wings. That's true. It and this is Republic scum or rebel. It's not yep. faction lock. Yeah, you don't see a lot of scum Y wing play except for Dre and Cavill. I'm but, excited though about Patrick. All right, let's take a look at let's take a look at him. Just talking about scum Y wing play, Patrick. After a friendly device that you have locked detonates, each enemy ship at range zero to one of that device gains one strain. So one, never occurred to me because why would you lock your own bombs? But you can because they're objects. So you can drop it and then move and then action and lock it. <laughs> yep. Okay, but you're kind drop of... it and pop it and lock it. <laughs> so and then when giving up your action, unless it was delayed before. But um, that's that's really cool. It it actually. Works on uh, gives, proximity mines too. That gives seismics an ability outside of the asteroid blowing up. Yep, and it gives uh, proximity mines gives cluster possibly give, but it gives proximity mine that range one bubble as well. Which is a big bubble. So if crazy or um, flipster, whoever's listening to this, if you're modding TTS, spawn that bubble on proximity mines. Yeah, they're seeing this card and like, oh, I have so much more work to do now. <laughs> Damn it, Patrick. But he's an I3. Well, that, that, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, and there's an I5 one, too, that we haven't seen yet. Yep. But uh, yeah, those dorsal tourists are cheap. Slap them on there. If they have cool abilities, fly them. It could be, could be fun. Fly. In the picture, is he heading towards Coruscant? Is that Coruscant there? I think it's Coruscant, which is terrifying. He's going to bomb the city. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and this is... Um, is this Y-Wing Waddler Brown during the Clone Wars? It doesn't look like it. Well, well either way, Lou, what you need to start doing is doing deep dives on Wikipedia for new pilots to get released. Because I want to yes. know what Patrick's deal is. I agree. <laughs> we can do a little bit on that if you want, if we have time. But uh, I think that the next pilot is really making people uh, upset. Upset? Star Game Wars Earth. fans upset. Star Wars fans, they ruined Star Wars. Even if they were, they would never let you know. Uh, True. Kanan Jarrison, the Hawk, has one force point. It's kind of based on the comics when he escaped Order 66. The keyword is Lost Padawan. Uh, while, you're, while you were a ship in your turret arc defense, you may spend one force. If you do, the attacker rolls one fewer attack die. Uh, What's wrong with that? You got one 
I mean, in a, against a swarm, it's not going to do a whole lot. But if you're against a two or three or four ship build and one of those is your heavy hitter, this is just going to feel yep. so bad. Especially, Especially if, you, if have you slap Maul on there. Maul on there. You can do it twice. <laughs> Say goodbye yes. to Wolfaro and Jan throwing all the dice that you want. Goodbye, Jan. So, so, fun fact, real fast, going back a little bit um, to Patrick and the deep dive. Let me know if we have time because I have something fun and interesting about that. Oh, I got all the time in the world. Just a connection. So remember last time when we deep dive kind of looking, trying to zoom in and enhance, we saw the Y-Wings and we were like, who's Arliz Hadrashian, right? That sounds you. familiar. The um, other, one of the other Y-Wing pilots. Oh, yeah, because we were trying to actually see who it was. I couldn't read any of them. Yeah, so... Arliss Hadrashian, we saw, was um, in the book Bloodlines. But one of the affiliations is that she became the leader of the Amaxine Warriors. Padrick is an Amaxine Warrior. That's the only thing on the Wikipedia. A but bearded why... male human who worked in the Axam- uh, as an Axamine Warrior in 2088 ABY in the Bloodline novel. So, Amaxon Warriors are, they're she's. Um, they're mostly she's, I believe. Um, they, so, they are also in the book, um, the newest book that released for the New Republic, referenced a lot, um, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, who also wrote Bloodline. And, like, when the Amaxines were big, like, centuries before even, um, the High Republic, they were like these warriors who were just like going on taking over everything. And so we're getting two Y-Wing pilots who are Maxine warriors from the Bloodline books. So I guess it's not a she if it's bearded. So no, male. But see, I always read them like Amazon time. Yeah, um, Cold Facts was posting in the chat here a link to the napkin bombing. Did you say the napkin bombing? And it's so it's not Coruscant, that's Hosnian Prime. Uh, okay. So this has nothing to do with um, like being polite at the dinner table and using a napkin? I was going to say, it sounds like something that happens when you're eating chicken wings. <laughs> bombing the table. No, that's a full roll of bounties. That's, that's not <laughs> just a napkin. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. But, so it's Hosni and Prime. I like just, that's the connection I saw, because I was reading Into the Dark, and I saw all the references to the Amaxine Warriors. I'm like, I know who that is, because I looked up Arliss Hadrashian. Everything's connected. But it's interesting, because Claudia Gray wrote Bloodlines, and also wrote Into the Dark, which dealt with them. And so we're getting, our scum pilots seem to be pulling from the comics and the books. Yeah, the Canon Jarrus comics and the Claudia Gray books. It looks so like. maybe, maybe this is a hint we're going to get Doctor Afra soon. I, I, I really hope so for her fans because she's she gets talked about a lot. Um, like she, she I mean, she's in the outer, she's in the outer rim board game. Like she should make an appearance. 
but it would be a brand new ship, and I think that they're just hesitant because there's just so much scum stuff already. Which is the worst looking ship ever? Hers, um, the uh, the it? Archangel. I can't remember what it's called. Archangel, yeah. It has. The... Sorry, go ahead. I, no, no, I was I just. Gonna... It has the nose. So I what I'm what I'm thinking about is like okay, what would get me to put Y wings on the table? And I know this might bring up some PTSD, but TLT. let's talk about TLT. <laughs> you know, just before I, I'm gonna just say two words before you start. When the pack sure. was announced and they showed two Y wings, I wondered if Thug Life was coming back. Right, and the version of TLT. I've, so I've given this a lot of thought that I think I'd be okay with would be because because we don't have a range two to three uh turret yet and if we were to say okay tlt range two to three it is only a movable arc so yeah shooting out the side still that's that's a lot of area but only make it a two dice gun and it shoots it attacks twice um and it has a charge and the wording is something around the fact if this attack hits the charge is spent. You cannot shoot again. If it misses, you can shoot again, but you get the range bonus at range three as well. That doesn't okay. sound oppressive to me and some interesting options, but I could be wrong. As long as it's not like super spammable, like if it's priced accordingly, obviously. Like make it expensive, but mm-hmm. yeah. Like Cavill could use that and bump it up to three attack dice, but even then, like it's just a Y wing, and not you know all of them. Okay, so how about and everyone's gonna hate this definitely a bow tie turret for TLT. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I would say okay if you had if you could only shoot once out of each arc, so it's similar to veteran turret gunner. Yeah, I was thinking something like that. Then yeah, I don't have a problem with that. So it's TLT, but bow tie and. Only once out of each arc. Yeah. Yeah, I think that seems reasonable to me. I don't have any TLT, really any TLT um, PSD or PTSD because I think I was the one flying it. So Miranda <laughs> with TLT. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't, wasn't really into the meta stuff until like. HMPs. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I flew uh, 3K wings, all worth TLTs in 1.0, and then just loads of bombs. Yeah, I think 5A wings was like my first real metal list. Everything else was just kind of random crap. Double pancake falcons. and. You know, I'm tired of flying meta. <laughs> well, yeah. One of, the, uh, one of these tournaments, I'm just going to go in with my um, my stress scum squad. With Asajj and Lando and Victor Hell and just oh, I've already decided my next tournament. Whatever I do, I'm flying my 3K wings. Now that the bombs are like, I can fit more stuff on them. Nice. Yeah. So we didn't really kind of go into the possibilities of Kanan. No, didn't. Uh, I think a lot of people are scared, and they. But uh, first of all, the model is gorgeous. Yes, I agree with you. Now, if we're talking about the modeling, the yellow. Uh, Astromex and the Y-Wings could go away. I don't mind it. Yeah, you can always paint them out if you don't like them. But no, I agree. The green accent. 
Yeah, we're trying to smuggle the spice across the galaxy. Why is your mm-hmm. astromech bright yellow? <laughs> Everybody's going to see us. But yeah, I, I think that this... Um, obviously, there's more Hawk pilots that they're going to introduce. This one looks pretty oppressive. And you don't need the multi-crow title to make good use of it. No, that's very true. And I think that there's going to be a new title, actually. Huh. I can because, see that. Because in the comics... I was researching it a little bit. They have, I believe it's called the Blackhawk. And it's um, the guy that kind of takes in uh, Kanan to learn how to... It's the pilot that's on the... Kamuki? Yeah. So he kind of teaches Kanan the way of the smuggling. And he uh, he has uh, his own hawk. So that's totally possible to have its own title that's not going to be as expensive. But Kanan's probably fine as flying around with Maul crew. And that's it. I, d- I just hope that he's priced accordingly. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a support ship that, while the ability is very good, um, you pointed out dies to a swarm pretty fast. So um, I like that just inherently because of the nature of the ability, he could he could go down. That's one of those that you see on the table and it's like, well, I'm shooting that thing first and always. Similar to Hera, well, to, right? It, it depends. It depends what comes with it, but what, what's flowing with it, I mean. Right. Yeah, I like the um, idea of possibilities. I like it a lot. I'm starting yeah. to think is it, is it the best part is than Torkoal. And the best part is March 26th, man. I know. Right. Yeah, got, got them all. I'm going to get my pre-order in. You ordered all three? Me? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Game Chamber? Yep. Uh, Jason was um, messaging me on Facebook, and I said, yeah, give me all three. Yeah, he, oh, he messaged me too. I just didn't take the Empire. Uh, I'm a, I, a I have to. Uh, I don't fly Empire, but... They're beautiful. Those, they're gorgeous paint jobs on those. Yeah, on those, uh, yeah. yeah. All, all three of these Sienna. look spectacular. If you know, maybe nobody wanted the Y wings, but I do. I do like your theory on uh, Paul. That's uh, really good thinking there. Why? And, and it's actually, they probably will throw. If if there's a new title, sure, that's great. But yeah, Moldy Crow. Now that the way you think that out, I think will be in there as well. Um, the Rebel Alliance will be getting a copy of the Tierfon Belly Rub in Phoenix Cell, and, which also brings up. We need some uh, card packs coming out to get everybody. Yeah, you know, we need thread some, tracers. All transponder to... codes, thread tracers, yep. everything. Everybody no. needs to be able to get them. You buy um, the thread tracer card and you get a free tri fighter. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm up to two of them now. So, actually, that was the one question I wanted to ask tonight. Is there a, is there a droid tri fighter list that I should be trying? Well, there's have... um. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Zam Wessel and the two I five Tri Fighters. I've seen that. You can fit Zam with three. Oh, it's, really? Uh, pretty stripped down, but uh, I've really been enjoying, at least in in testing, uh, the two fearsome predator I uh, threes, and then there's another I three that uh, acquires a yes. target lock if you already have a target lock on yeah. you. Um, which makes him hit extremely hard. And then Zam, who acquires target locks 
very rapidly uh, with an inherent ability anyway. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're very stripped down, but you kind of fly the three tri-fighters together and Zam on uh, another corner. What do you um, put on sorry, Zam? Or you um, load them out with? Yeah, you have a couple options, but uh, I think I just had a hull upgrade on Zam, and that was okay. it just for the points threshold. So but, naked uh, uh, tries? Yeah, naked tries. Um, to be honest, I don't think they need anything else on them. Oh, uh, they're so can, scary to just lose. They are, but if you come in, like, I, I guess I found with two of them, uh, they can pop pop pretty quick. But if you have three and they all have calculates, they protect each other pretty well. Because um, in essence, like, one has three force, if you want to think about it yeah. that way, because of network calculations. Um, and they're a little more aggressive with that boost, but uh, if one gets in trouble, okay, evade, and then grab the two calculates for friends, they're really hard to take down a three agility. And with three attack dice, uh, they're going to be able to hit hard, especially if you have fearsome predator uh, threatening another ship. And I really like the I3 because against the other, like beef, for example, now you have three mini aces and Zam. Uh, and against uh, other swarms, you can initiative kill them pretty quickly. And against other aces, well, great. Your fearsome predator is giving out that strain uh, on a ship of your choice. So I'm interested in that. That's I like that. Give it a try. Uh, I'm not saying that it's like meta defining, but it'll definitely <laughs> throw people for a loop. They won't. Let's have fun. Yeah. So it's two fearsome predators. Yep. Dis three four seven, and then uh, Zam. Your flavor. Your choice. Um, but, uh, I, that 10 points is tempting for Dooku. Yeah. Yeah. Dooku's very good too. I, I think that's not a bad choice at all. Um, I think I had a payload on there of some kind. Probably thermals. Um, if it's hull, you'll have four points left over. Yeah. It was thermals and false transponder codes and hull upgrade. That's what okay. I was running. Yep. Yeah. Um, you always want to try and fit a bomb and, um, Hall upgrade's good, but I think Dooku is always the first thing you put on there if you can, but that might be a trap. And has anyone tried that... just swarming them, or is it always a couple and uh, and something? I, I I'm going to try a... to swarm. I want to swarm them. Yeah, I, well, I saw a really that. fun list. Um, Dr. Money Pants, any? Yeah, so the, the only, I would say, if you could get six of them, go for it. The problem is you can only fly five of them because they're 35 points for the cheapest one. <laughs> That's probably a okay. good thing. But yeah, Money Pants was flying five droid tri-fighters and I believe a Horchal prototype. Yes. Which, okay. And then he uh -huh. had struts on one of them and I think a bid. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, the whole intercept booster, like in trying it out, like it can kind of get you in a position by slamming. The problem is you're kind of giving away when you're going to flip it over. Yeah. Because you say, okay, during the systems phase, okay, now I'm going to flip this over so I don't get disarmed. Well, okay, you're planning on attacking me now. And also, I just had this, this dream of like, yeah, five or six of them with intercept booster all coming around the mountain with a target lock and then just blam, blam, blam. But yeah, hard to do. Yeah. I mean, they're not working at all. They're priced aggressively. I think um, if they could come in with a lock, too. I mean, the slam into a lock, yeah, you can kind of do that, but Something I don't holding know. Something a probe droid, possibly. Try three and Zam. It's, it's, uh, it's been fun. I need more practice with them because they fly different, differently than vultures. And I've, I've got vultures figured out. I don't have these guys yet. Okay. 
I just wanted to mention one really quick list that I saw being played. It was the the three Tri Fighters um, and Seer with Kraken, and the, all the Tri Fighters had crack shot, so they had double crack shots. Oh, oh man, that's really funny. I like it, that. It didn't win, but it, it's really it's a really funny combination. All right. Well, that was exciting. New article today. Lots of fun stuff to go over. Yeah, um, hopefully that means another article soon. Yeah, or just wait a month <laughs> and you'll see them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, probably no earlier than that as like pre-orders come in and you know somebody opens boxes. Oh, yeah. Someone in Australia will open I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying it happens. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not sure. Is there anything else you want to touch up on there, Paul? Um, other than thank you again for having me on, uh, I had a blast talking with you guys. Um, yeah, thank, uh, keep up the streaming work. It's a lot of fun. Hope to keep in touch, uh, Absolutely. on the discords and, and other places. And, uh, yeah, I had a blast. So thanks again. Yeah, no worries. Uh, just let Dan know if he needs somebody else to yell about lists. I'm <laughs> usually available. Uh, did you have any, um, it, it was, yeah, again, it was it was a pleasure having you on. I've been a fan for a while, so thank you so much. Uh, is there uh, is there any shout outs that you wanted to make? Uh, yeah, I got to plug Radio TCX. Uh, they're a local podcast. I've been a kind of pseudo uh, recurring guest there too. Uh, they're really short podcasts that are concise and weekly. They do a great job. Um, Tim, Carson, and John, uh, and I play with them locally. Well, Tim and uh, John anyway. Carson's now in Colorado, but uh, yeah, John and I play quite a bit and, um, yeah, just my home store, uh, dreamer South St. Paul. We haven't been together in far too long, but when we get together, it's always a good time. Uh, so if you're in the twin cities, uh, we'd be happy to have you. We meet on Tuesday nights. One awesome. quick thing, radio TCX, the first X-Wing podcast I ever started listening to. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to tell them that. All right. Thanks so much for, for coming on, Paul. You'll, uh, we're closing out here. Thank you, and everybody, for listening. And anybody and that good luck uh, to you, Lou. Oh, thank you very much. It's yeah, good luck, man. Bring it home for the Ewoks. I hope so. <laughs> and uh, we'll close it out. Have a great night, everyone. Bye.